Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Old from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Housing Wire digital producer Victoria Wickham, and this is The Daily Download. Welcome back, listeners. I hope you had a great weekend. Today, I'll be discussing if the Federal Housing Finance Agency is delaying the implementation of a fee that would add a 0.5% surcharge to refinance mortgages sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, an announcement from the Federal Reserve that it has purchased about $892 billion of agency mortgage-backed securities and a claim from a research associate at the Urban Institute that there's a problem with the data measuring delinquency and forbearance requests. But before we listen, here's a word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. CoreLogic is uniquely positioned to help you navigate this historic disruption. Whether it's virtual home showings, flexible employment verifications, or automated loan modification engines, CoreLogic delivers the data-driven solutions, targeted insights, and deep domain expertise trusted by the nation's most successful mortgage lenders. Explore how CoreLogic can help you today. Visit corelogic.com forward slash COVID-19. Thanks for listening, and let's get started with an article written by Sarah Wheeler that asks if the Federal Housing Finance Agency is delaying the implementation of the new refi fee. Wheeler says, according to reporting by the Wall Street Journal on Saturday, the FHFA has been communicating with mortgage industry groups about delaying the implementation of a fee, which would add a 0.5% surcharge to refinance mortgages sold to Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac starting September 1st. According to the article, the FHFA FA is considering a delay to the adverse market fee implementation date, but is not planning to rescind it. The fee has proven to be controversial as the FHFA has been widely criticized both for the reasoning given for the fee and the short three-week notice to lenders and homeowners already in the middle of a refinance process. In fact, following the FHFA's announcement of the fee on August 12th, the mortgage industry organized a full-out campaign to get the FHFA and GSEs to reconsider the fee, with national and state lender associations mobilizing members to reach out to FHFA and congressional leaders. In a statement on Saturday, Dave Stevens, former president and CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association and former commissioner of the Federal Housing Administration, told Housing Wire that if the fee was truly on pause, it seems clear that Director Calabria listened to industry concerns about the impact of this short time frame to implement. And while the logic of the fee remains in question, this is a good sign and hopefully will lead to a change in behavior going forward where impact assessment conversations can take place prior to major policy announcements. Our next story comes from Kathleen Howley and covers an announcement that the Federal Reserve has purchased nearly $900 billion of agency mortgage-backed securities. According to the article, five months after restarting a bond-buying program last used in the financial crisis, the Fed has purchased about $892 billion of agency mortgage-backed securities, according to a Fed blog post on Thursday. Howley says the asset buying has helped to drive mortgage financing costs to the lowest level ever recorded with the average U.S. 30-year fixed rate hitting new lows eight times so far in 2020, according to weekly data from Freddie Mac. According to Howley, in mid-March, when the Fed began buying bonds, the 30-year fixed rate as measured by Freddie Mac was 3.65%. 
The Fed bought about twice as many treasuries as MBS, according to the blog post tally. Cumulative purchases of treasuries between March 13th and July 31st, the same period used for the MBS total, amounted to $1.77 trillion. In a July speech cited in Thursday's blog post, Lori Logan, a Federal Reserve Bank of New York vice president, said in March, the markets for treasuries and agency MBS became, quote, severely impaired as investors reacted to the onset of the pandemic in the U.S. and if the Fed hadn't responded, quote, quickly and decisively, the credit markets would have seized up. According to her, given the importance of these markets, continued dysfunction would have led to an even deeper and broader seizing up of credit markets and ultimately worsen the financial hardships that many Americans have been experiencing as a result of the pandemic. Our last story comes from Alex Roja and covers a claim from a research associate at the Urban Institute that there's a problem with the data measuring delinquency and forbearance requests. Roja says, according to the U.S. Census Bureau's latest household pulse survey, close to 21% of Black and Hispanic homeowners missed or deferred the previous month's mortgage payment compared to 10% of white homeowners. However, Young Hyun Choi, research associate at the Urban Institute, says the census data doesn't tell the whole story. Choi says, Because the survey only asks whether a person missed or deferred mortgage payments, there's no way to choose both options, which is making it exceedingly difficult for researchers to know whether a person is both under forbearance and also missed payments. And as of right now, there is no public data that acknowledges the share of forbearances by race and ethnicity. Choi says her team estimates there will be a higher share of those who are delinquent without being in the forbearance option after hearing from housing counselors and sources that an overwhelming proportion of people don't know they can take advantage of the program. Notably, in a recent podcast with Housing Wire, Maurice Jordan Earl, co-founder and managing director of Compliance Tech, said despite a downward trend in forbearances, if an analysis were inclusive of Black Americans who may be experiencing financial hardship in need of forbearance, their quote would be a much different curve on that chart. Choi says, in addition to tracking labor market conditions, researchers will need more information on the financial and demographic characteristics of those who are in forbearance by loan channel to develop and implement adequate policies to help homeowners choose their best option to pay back their deferred mortgage payments. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and join us again tomorrow.